You're listening to Favor, a peak potential newsletter created by Jolana R. Bostwick to encourage and uplift women to live out their God-given dreams. An Encouraging Note by J.R.B. Hello, friends. My husband hands me a pen when he knows I should be writing instead of sitting and getting lost in my thoughts. In my thoughts, I tend to focus on my flaws and what I'm not doing instead of what God is doing in my life. There are days, though, when I feel empty and know I need rest, but I feel guilty doing absolutely nothing. I was pondering on this a couple days ago as I forced myself to sit down on my couch and watch a home decorating show. I looked out my window and noticed all the outdoor projects yet to be completed, and I felt a pressure coming over me like no other. I sat there thinking, sitting here isn't rest for me, but it should be, right? Resting for me is writing and being around people and feeling their energy. So the next day, instead of sitting on my couch, I grabbed my iPad and ventured off to my local coffee shop. I sat down and I wrote and I laughed as I listened to their song selections, a mixture of Journey, U2, and some of my 80s favorites. I sang along and felt at rest. What does rest look like to you? For me, it's living out my dreams in some way. Every time I write, I feel as though a part of me has having my dream come true. I feel rejuvenated and connected with the world. I learned that day that there is a difference between true rest and distractions. My sitting on the couch was surely a distraction because my mind wasn't at rest. Days later, after several pages of writing, I am recharged and able to continue on with what God has placed in my heart. Ask yourself, what makes you feel that way? Rest is definitely one way to move closer to your dreams, but we must take notice of the difference between resting and distracting ourselves from doing what God placed in us. Yes, rest. An original poem by J.R.B. Don't focus on the flaws. You'll only fail by finding fault. Favor Feature, featuring Stacey Harper, Founder and Executive Director, Lighthouse Solutions, Northwest Arkansas. Lighthouse Solutions is a nonprofit organization in Northwest Arkansas with the aim to improve the quality of life for children, teens, and families living in diverse low-income communities. Lighthouse Solutions programs are youth enrichment, community development, and workforce development. Stacy Harper's nonprofit Lighthouse Solutions has been helping children and their families since 2011 when she started moving in the dream God placed in her heart to help others. 
Stacy brings the light to Lighthouse Solutions every day and works to partner with other businesses and organizations in Northwest Arkansas, inspiring them to help children in need. Stacy is also mother to Trinity, age 12, who is the light of her life and has joined her mom since the age of four as one of her volunteers. Favor is proud to celebrate Stacy's achievements as she is definitely filling a need by fulfilling her dream. To make a donation to Lighthouse Solutions, visit www.lhsolutions.org forward slash donate. An original poem by J.R.B. I bowed. I cried because I was weary. I cried because I was faint. I cried because I was leery. I cried because I was quaint. I stood tall at a wall and daily I wailed. I stood tall at a wall and barely prevailed. I prayed for strength in my character. I prayed for peace in my mind. I prayed for sustenance in my body. I prayed for time to rewind. I almost gave up one day. I almost threw in the towel. But instead of crying and wailing, I leaned, then I bowed. God was waiting for me to listen to his word. God was waiting for me so he could be heard. For wailing and crying rebuilt the walls inside, yet leaning and bowing, crumbled the walls of pride. Generations of Dreams Featuring Aya Bakari I always thought my dad's complexion was an indicator I was his child and I looked like him. Although that is true, People also say I look like my mom when we are together or when we are posed in photographs together. But it is more than her mannerisms or the way our eyes smile that we share. When I was a teenager, my mom told me she was a soft-spoken and quiet child who grew into a teenager who blossomed into a social butterfly. I was quiet as well, but it was not until college and graduate school that I discovered my voice and made it heard for others to hear. As teenagers, we both shared a passion for magazines. We both spent hours reading articles, features, and looking for the latest and greatest fashion trends to wear instead of helping our mothers cook. I remember I was surprised to learn one of my mother's first jobs when she arrived in Chicago from Mississippi was an administrative position for a catalog. Her roots from Macomb, Mississippi migrated her to Chicago to afford better opportunities in the 1960s. I was born in Chicago and moved to my mom's hometown when she retired during my freshman year of high school. One of my first jobs upon moving back to Chicago and after graduate school was at a startup magazine. So as you can see, the love for magazines and reading never left me, and it was in my genes to follow a path that led to two degrees in print journalism and a freelance writing career. 
Although my mom's career path led to working in a hospital for veterans and my route led to a career in recruiting, both my mom and I aspired to pursue professions that helped people. We wanted to use our gentle voices and peaceful dispositions to affect change in industries where the human touch and the human element are needed because they are lacking at times. Even as a writer, I initially wanted to be a voice for those who did not have one. I chose print journalism because I felt I could say more with my keystrokes than I could ever say in front of a camera. In my freelance career, many of my stories shed a light on entrepreneurs and featured topics that reflected minority experiences. Most importantly, I grew up in a house filled with all genres of music, a passion both my mom and I share today and discuss regularly. We often text battle with songs past and present. Listening to great music together, reading and helping others all tie to our dreams and hopes of what we speak of wanting now and what we always strive towards, and that's peace. Peace for ourselves, peace for our loved ones, and peace for others. An original poem by J.R.B., The Maker's Mold. When you let fear stir you, it will steer you. When you let faith keep you, it will heal you. When you let doubt in, it will fold you. When you let the Maker in, He will mold you. I used to by J.R.B. I used to want to be an English teacher. It was in high school that I learned that I genuinely enjoyed English class. It was my favorite subject. Not necessarily the grammar part, but the literature part of English class. I enjoyed creative writing and a few teachers told me I was talented and even encouraged me to get into honors classes and clubs. It was with the same fervor that I left high school and went to college to be an English teacher. I started off with such a passion for the subject, but I learned quickly that I had better improve the grammar part if I wanted to go further or farther. Just kidding. I spent afternoons in the writing lab taking my English papers to students who checked my grammar. They would mark up my papers in red ink, which was horrifying, but at least I could learn literally from my mistakes. After months of secretly going to the lab, my writing improved and so did my confidence. One day in my English class, I received a perfect score on a paper I worked extremely hard on. I was proud of myself because I knew all the hard behind the scenes work that went into getting to this moment. As I closed my eyes to congratulate myself, I overheard several of my classmates say that they did not do well on the assignment, which made me cautious in sharing my perfect score. I hesitantly shared with my classmates when they asked. I told them about the perfect score and they looked shocked. One person even voiced her disbelief and without a moment of breath, she told me that I made that grade only because the professor was black and that she must have preferred me. 
My high sunk into a low. That comment crushed me to my soul. I didn't tell her about the countless times I went into the writing lab and had my papers marked up, that I was already getting a majority B minuses on my other papers, that because I was passionate about the subject, I wanted to improve. I let that one comment discourage me altogether from wanting to share any of my successes with others. From that day, I was cautious about how others viewed my success and it started with my writing. I simply did not stand up for myself, a regret that caused me to sink into myself and to hide my talents for years to come in fear of someone thinking that it wasn't me who was talented, but someone else. Unfortunately, I did not go on to be an English teacher, but I was determined to receive my minor in the subject. For years after graduation, I worked as a grant writer and content writer for others to continue my passion for writing. Today, I would tell that person who unknowingly crushed my confidence, I know that I made a perfect score and I'm sorry that you didn't, but I love to write so much that I decided to go to the writing lab and learn how to get better. This is the result of months of hard work and unannounced sacrifice. As you can see, I am writing again creatively, but it took me nearly 20 years to overcome the sting. Is there something that you used to do that you loved, but someone questioned your talent, your ability? Is there an instance where you displayed your talent and someone demeaned you in some way that it stunted your ability to try it or share your talent with others again? My friends, remember that God gave you a gift, and no matter what others may think, you can push past their doubt and complete your God-given assignment. Now I can say, I used to let others' opinions impact my pursuits. Now I listen intently to what the Lord is telling me. I am well able. You are too. A Favor Spotlight, Chalessa Reddy, author and founder, Limitless. Are you living a limitless life? That's the question Chalessa, author of Living the Limitless Life, asks women to help them reach and surpass their goals. She is passionate about helping others become limitless thanks to what she learned years ago. When she was younger, she was the first African-American female to graduate from her high school in 1995, and upon graduation, she attended Tougaloo College on a full scholarship, earning degrees in both English and political science. She didn't end there. Soon after, she earned her Juris Doctorate degree from the William H. Bowen School of Law at the University of Arkansas, Little Rock. She definitely embodies her motto, anything is possible when you take the limits off your life. It's ready, set, go. That's what Chalessa does. She gets ready to deliver her dream and is set to release it into the atmosphere to go forward to where God is leading. She is also a licensed attorney, certified Bible counselor, life coach, ordained minister, and the co-founder of Move You Forward LLC, an organization dedicated to equipping individuals, couples, and companies with tools for higher level of success. 
Most importantly, she is a mom of three and happily married to her husband, Marcus, for 20 years. She balances it all bravely. An avid runner and participant in multiple marathon and half marathons, she started an inspirational blog, Run Girl, to encourage women to lace up their shoes, put their feet on the track, and embrace their journey. On top of all this, she volunteers with Prison Fellowship in Phoenix, Arizona, where they focus on giving hope to incarcerated women, and she is on the teaching staff at Hope Women's Center, an outreach organization for vulnerable women and teen girls. Phew, Telesa knows no limits. I'm encouraged. How about you? Purchase her book today on Amazon and visit her website for additional information about her limitless services at www.livealimitlesslife.com. A Challenge to Conquer by Lorraine Rainey Gatson. Let us imagine you were reading your local newspaper. It was 1983. You were living in a New England college town and you noticed a particular job posting had been listed for several months in the help wanted section. The newspaper was the only way to find a job because that's how it worked at the time. What were they looking for? And why has the position gone unfilled all of these many months? You ask this to yourself as someone needing a job. Being the relatively small, intimate town that it was, people talked. The rumors were flying as to why the position had been filled for so long. Could it be that it was a difficult place to work? Or were they just leading people around? Or it could be that the agency was not meeting the right person. The candidates were missing their mark. The business posted an out-of-this-world starting salary, and there were many, many qualified candidates. Then people heard they had gone outside the city, the area, the state, to the northeast region on their search. Who were they looking for, and how soon would that someone start? The candidates that interviewed didn't even know what the company they were interviewing for, and were warned they wouldn't be told until after the third interview. What the heck? What was that all about? 11 months after the first posting, the company decided to reveal itself and who they were clearly searching for within the next 30 days. The job description read, Human Resources Director, we are any company located in the heart of Boston. We are looking for a very special individual who would mesh well throughout our organization and growing businesses. Job duties. Maintains the work structure by updating job requirements and job descriptions for all positions. Maintains organization staff by establishing a recruiting, testing, and interviewing program. Counseling managers on candidate selection conducting and analyzing exit interviews, recommending changes. A minimum of a bachelor's degree is needed along with six plus years of corporate experience and verifiable recommendations. 
non-whites need not apply. We have a reputation to uphold. Okay, no such job description like this one ever existed. However, minority women and men during that time applied again and again for juicy jobs just as this one and were overlooked. I know because I was one of them. We were told our kind should not apply for these types of positions because we wouldn't feel comfortable working in corporate America. Blanket statements such as these did not discourage me. I took it as a challenge to conquer. This job description is a compilation of all the job descriptions I read and or applied for over the many years I lived in Boston. No, I did not let the rejection get me down. I continued to build my educational and practical background and eventually I secured myself within my discipline across various businesses being embraced by my colleagues in executive leadership. I worked hard and simultaneously improved in job titles. I became strategic and relied upon my, by others and most importantly, I was respected. Eventually, I was asked to join the executive committee when I reached VP status, I, fe- I felt I had made it. I didn't let anyone hold me back. Looking back now, I realized you had to be a uniquely courageous, talented individual to even attempt to apply, interview, and land such positions, but it happened to me. It's still true for today. If you earned your education, your skills, and have years of experience, you must never quit. You owe it to the ones who came before you, but especially to yourself, to keep trying to reach your dreams. Favor for Kids Spotlight. Meet Nia. Nia has been taking gymnastics lessons ever since her mom, Latrice, saw her bouncing and flipping off the living room couch when she was only four. Latrice mentioned that placing Nia into gymnastics was a way for Nia to learn the proper way of landing. Good call, mom. Nia, now 14, is a down-to-earth teenager with a natural, cool, calm demeanor. With this coolness comes a confidence to move forward to reach her goals. When asked, how will you navigate both gymnastics and school since you are now entering into high school this year, Nia simply answered, I'm not worried, I have a plan. Latrice has taught Nia to take responsibility of her own dreams. For years, she has encouraged Nia to talk to her teachers to let them know her training and meet schedules. Latrice also shares the importance for her to be prepared to put in extra time to complete her studies while pursuing her passion. Nia hopes to attend UCLA one day. She follows the women's team avidly and uses their work ethic and professionalism as a model. Mom also sees gymnastics as an opportunity for her daughter to pursue something she loves, leading Nia to attending college. Latrice was one of the first women in her immediate family to finish completing a higher education. She holds a Bachelor's of Science degree in Computer Science and an MBA. Talking to them both, you can see the mother-daughter bond as strong and impenetrable. 
That's what we all need. Encouragement to see our dreams come to reality and someone to celebrate with along the way. Nia's training has already led her to being a contestant last year on American Ninja Warrior Junior Edition. What's next? Something great. We know because God's favor is over her life. May his favor continue to be over both of their lives during every stage, and may they be able to continue in their God-given dreams. New business launch, My Way Budgeting in Nashville, Tennessee, June 2020. Congratulations, Tamika Jackson, owner and financial planner of My Way Budgeting Company, which offers step-by-step budgeting plans that cater to your own individual needs. Words of encouragement from Tamika Jackson. I would like to take the time out and encourage someone that may have a dream, goal, or vision, but may feel stuck, tired, weighed down, and overwhelmed. Don't give up. Continue the race. The race is not giving unto the swift nor to the mighty, but is giving unto him that endures until the end. So don't worry about man or likes, because we all have the favor of God upon us. You can do it. To see my passion manifest is simply amazing. My Way Budgeting www.mywaybudgeting.com Find Your Peace, an original poem by J.R.B. Only when you release will you truly find your peace. Release joy, release forgiveness, release confidence, release trust. Thank you for listening to Favor, a Peak Potential newsletter coming out the 19th of every month. Visit getpeakpotential.com for more information on our services.